welcome on. If you have been watching uh, anything in U.S. news recently, then you know that uh, things have been a little hectic in Congress. Over the last few weeks, we've seen the Speaker of the House ousted. Um, and then since then, uh, multiple different attempts to replace that speaker. Um, and th things have just been getting crazier and crazier in, in Congress. Um, I know I've been following this and interested to know what is kind of the inside take on what's going on and what's at stake for conservatives? Um, what's, what, are, what are the issues we should be watching for? What are the issues once, once a new speaker is elected, what should they be prioritizing? We're gonna be talking about all these things today. I'm Meridian Baldacci. I'm the Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I am joined by two of my colleagues. Uh, so I have with me Craig DeRoche. He's our CEO and president, and he actually himself was a former Speaker of the House in Michigan. So he's gonna be providing us today some of his interesting perspective from that. Um, and then Ruth Ward, who's our Director of Government Affairs and very intimately aware of everything that's been going on uh, in the, on the Hill. So excited to have you both. Craig, I actually kind of want to start, I want to start off with you because you've been a Speaker of the House before, not in, not in Congress, but in, in the state of Michigan. Um, people know that the speaker is a powerful role, but what actually goes into that role? What 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 is the significance of what we're talking about today? Well, the significance of what we're talking about today is that um, I, I think a lot of people in Congress have it backward, too, and, and certainly the media does. A speaker's job uh, in the public and when you read in the newspaper, they're portrayed as the leader, you know, the person that everybody <laughs> follows behind. When you serve as a speaker, it's anything but. People say it's like herding cats. It's not. It, it, it's like putting frogs in a bucket is what I tell people. You put the frogs in a bucket and they don't stay there. They jump back out of the bucket when you turn around to get more frogs. It's a very difficult job and it's really a servant's job. And that's why it's so important for social conservatives and Christians to be listening to the speaker's debate today because that's a big part of what's being lost as our politicians increasingly are talking about what they're going to do to us or for us instead of us doing it ourselves, They're not our servants. They're, they're uh, campaigning to be our boss. They're campaigning to be our leader. They're campaigning for us to follow them. When as Christians and social conservatives, people that believe in the rugged individualism of this wonderful country, we'd say, no, you're all supposed to follow us. And, and a good speaker of the House right now, candidate, should be talking to the, the Republicans and saying how they would be the best choice for 216 other people that have the trust of their voters back home in two years to do it as best they can to say, I'll be your huckleberry, I'm your partner, I will help you get over that hill for your district and the people that you represent. And unfortunately, what we're talking about is who's going to play best on TV or, or who plays best at uh, uh, fundraising or something like that, rather than who's going to help the country the most advance the values that we hold dear as Christians and social conservatives. So uh, uh, maybe this conference is, is the one that begins a more serious conversation. Maybe they needed these two weeks, but I don't know, Ruth, I'm, I'm hoping they're getting to the real conversation now. Yeah, Ruth, actually, can you t just talk us through what actually kicked off this whole series of events? I'm sure I'm seeing a lot of people joining us. I'm sure they, they've been aware that there have been all these different conversations about who's going to be in charge. But uh, what actually got this all started a few weeks ago? 
Yeah, thanks, Meridian. Thanks for having me on. And these these issues are still at play, right, on a daily basis and on a minute basis. So even now, I think if viewers are probably have their Twitter open, right, we're, we're watching or X, I guess we should call it now, um, and, and ch checking in on those updates. So I'm really excited to be bringing these, um, you know, live, live updates here. So, right, um, the, the funding issue, right? So back um, in September, we were talking about funding the government and hitting a deadline. So we were dealing with an October 1 deadline for government funding. Um, and what that means is you have to go to the floor and um, it's in order to not shut down the government, you either need a CR to continue that, you have to pass the appropriations bills, um, which there was some movement on and we were really excited, I know, to see that. Um, but essentially over a weekend um, when the government was going to shut down, um, Speaker McCarthy at the time, um, Speaker, he br decided to bring a, a CR to the floor um, and that that passed um, a clean CR. And there were some members that just weren't really um, didn't really appreciate that, um, specifically um, eight members that decided to go ahead and oust um, Speaker McCarthy. Uh, and um, and now that's kind of led us to where we are today, where there's an open speaker. Um, obviously, we have Speaker Pro Tem um, and Mr. McCarthy. McHenry, um, and he's a North Carolina member. Um, so he's filling that role temporarily right now. Um, but uh, there's a lot, a lot going on on a on a minute by minute basis of what what who's going to be the long term speaker for this Congress. Yeah. So basically, I mean, there's there's a, a disagreement of you know everyone knows we need to pass a budget. Uh, disagreement over what that should look like. Speaker McCarthy decided to 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 push through one version of that, and some people disagreed with that. End up saying. Over that, we're we're going to kick McCarthy out, and so then that's that's thrown us into this situation now, where uh, we have a temporary speaker, but not a permanent speaker, and all these votes have been trying to figure out who is the permanent speaker going forward. Um, Craig, you actually, when you were speaker of the House in Michigan, I think you had your own McCarthy-like experience of of uh, be, yeah, being targeted for being ousted. What what was that like? And uh, as you've been watching this go on with, with McCarthy, uh, has that been bringing up kind of memories of what that was like for you? Yeah, listen, I, I um, that's funny that you bring that up, Marina, and I don't get a chance to talk about it very often. But yeah, I was called to question by my own uh, conference as well. It wasn't while I was speaker, it was while I was minority leader. And, and uh, they called it to question um, for me being too conservative. Uh, they wanted uh, a handful of people, two or three, wanted to raise taxes to balance the budget. And I wanted to balance it without raising taxes and that uh, called uh, to a question um, on my leadership. And we had to go through a process of reconciliation, but it did come, you know, to, uh, I didn't lose my position, but uh, the one that made his motion that was on our leadership team, he was um, summarily uh, voted out of his position and there needed to be reconciliation. And that's what's going to be needed in the Republican conference. But what's missing is you don't have anything to reconcile around. And, and this is the other uh, uh, maddening thing. There, there's not that many former speakers running around breathing on earth right now with the American uh, tradition, probably, I don't know, a few hundred of us tops. And so there's not a big pool to go to. But the, the um, you've heard psychologists recently say you can't multitask. You have to do one thing at a time if you want to be efficient with how you use your brain. A speaker's job is very similar. You can't negotiate two things at once equally. You you have to have your priorities of the, your conference, in this case in Congress or a caucus, that you're negotiating for. So if, if, if I was the Speaker of the House of Congress and they said to me, we want you to cap spending under the rate of inflation and we want you to eliminate funding for Planned Parenthood, understand 
that I would likely be empowered to get one or the other done, but not both. Because Joe Biden and the, and the Senate, which is far more moderate and run by Democrats, would be saying they want to raise taxes as their number one, or they want to pass their infrastructure as their number one two years ago. And the only way that you get your number one is if they get some, some version of your number one is if they get some version of their number one. And then you can move on together to number two. I think the biggest uh, disconnect with the conservative base in America is people are sitting at home on television watching a divided form of government with three branches that are equal in the eyes of the Constitution and wondering why when you control one branch of one of those three that you can't get six priorities from each negotiation. When the truth is, the fault is of the, the members of the Republican conference for not empowering their leader to serve them by giving them what their number one priority is so we can declare a victory or a failure at the end of the negotiation properly. So I, I know that sounds kind of sterile to people at home, but it's like you're saying that's how I negotiated with my kids when they wanted a new bike. Well, yeah, it is. It, it really is. And that's the art of what's been lost in D.C., Ruth, I think. Well, and, and Ruth, actually, can you, so I, I think, I think Craig is right. That's, that's, that's really what's at stake. That's where, that's what's been driving, driving the circus is kind of debate over where that, where that fault line is, what those priorities are, how we should even be thinking about those priorities. Um, and it's of course led to a lot of chaos. So can you actually walk us through since, since McCarthy was voted out on October 3rd, I think we've, we're now uh, close, closing in on, on three weeks since. What has happened? Can you just walk us through that timeline? Yeah, absolutely. And and all of this is in a bigger picture of issues, like I alluded to earlier, how the funding fight would be coming back again, right? We have the November deadline, um, again, where that continuing resolution pushed us to that uh, mid-November uh, mid-November deadline. Uh, and so uh, right now we, we have those things that are rolling. Um, but then, so, so after um, uh, Speaker McCarthy was, uh, or then Speaker McCarthy was um, ousted, um, then we were kind of looking down the line, okay, who's the next um, leader? Um, so we had uh, Majority Leader Scalise step up to the plate and say, you know, hey, I, I think I could be that, um, that, that leader for us. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a member out of Louisiana. He's been in Congress um, for some time. Um, and the, he was not able to, to garner that, that number of votes that he needed. And so he, he stepped back, right? And we saw that. Um, and then um, they went back to the drawing board and their private uh, conference meetings, which they're in currently right now. Um, and uh, Mr. Jordan stepped up again uh, to lead the conference um, and, and put his name in the hat. And, and in the, those meetings, um, they they put their vote of confidence behind him. But this is a really slim majority conference, con Congress, right? Um, so we're we're dealing with just you really can't lose too many members before all of a sudden you just you can't be elected as speaker of the of the house. So. Um, so now, right, right now, that's kind of what we're dealing with. There was a, an, um, an interesting proposal, uh, right, that was introduced yesterday where, hey, maybe um, maybe Pro Tem um, McHenry, Speaker Pro Tem McHenry could be um, given additional um, uh, duties or, or given additional um, authority there to, for a temporary time, even into January. But there was some pretty hard pushback from conservative members um, that this would be, a, you know, again, a Democrat coalition that, um, that would really be harmful for conservative issues. Um, and especially when we look at the, the big fights that we have towards the, um, the latter half of the year, with whether that's funding um, the government, uh, we have NDAA, 
Um, several other issues, um, obviously, of course, the Israel funding um, and, and President Biden spoke to that last night to the American people um, and, and laid out his proposal for the supplemental. So a lot of big issues that we're dealing with um, that we really need to tackle and why we need a speaker in there sooner rather than later. Um, again, the McHenry um, pro tem additional authority did not um, go over well with a lot on and off the hill. So we're back at the drawing board of, hey, can can uh, Mr. Jordan, uh, can he win that again? So there was another vote on the on the hill this morning in the House. Um, he did lose that vote. And again, and like I mentioned, he, they're back in the meeting and, you know, who knows what's being discussed there. Uh, I think our imagination can kind of play. And then again, as you're watching um, Twitter or X, um, that's where you're seeing a lot of the news pop out. What what's what's being said behind the scenes? Yes, I mean, there's been so many candidates thro thrown out there now at this point. You know, first, first, let's let's try and keep the current guy. Let's let's try let's try the majority leader. Let's try uh, Jim Jordan. Let's let's think about uh, the using you know the the temporary guy just extending it. Yeah, there's so there's so many possibilities. Could it be someone else that's going to pop up next? Um, what's driving all of this though? And I I want to ask ask you both this question, or let, let me let me rephrase that: is what's at stake here? Uh, for for both Congress as a body, and Craig, I know you were talking about that a little bit of what we've lost in DC. So what, what's at stake for Congress as a body, but then what's also at stake just for conservatives and for the social conservative movement? Uh, Craig, I don't know if you if you want to take a stab at that first. Yeah, no, it's, you know, like if, if you read what's going on right now, you'd read that the New York uh, representatives uh, want to make it easier for New York to raise income taxes, you know, and, and uh, uh, get their revenue. That's their priority. And they're in the Republican caucus. Uh, uh, you hear a lot of these other squishy people uh, uh, um, going in all these other different directions. And, and that's where it gets really uh, uh, messy. And, and, and really what I think that they're revealing is a lack of coherence within the GOP right now. And, and um, it's the social conservative issues that are animating America right now. The Democrats don't have any problem understanding that. Uh, in fact, that they're the ones leading initiatives to bring more cultural debates into more states, more school districts, and, and uh, more into our federal government. Even our international discussions are injected with their radical LGBTQ ideology. But the GOP continues to try to run away from what parents care about the most right now, which is the health and safety of their children, particularly when they're going into the classroom. We have, for the first time in America's history, uh, we have uh, uh, Americans uh, serving in both parties that that are wondering if we put in place a federal abortion scheme for the first time to regulate in the killing of unborn human beings. Now, the courts have allowed that since 1973, but it's never been something our country has embraced, this abomination. And so the the, the stakes are sky high right now. And these politicians are getting away with talking about abstract issues of the day on social media and, and to make excuses for them rather than stepping up to the plate and honoring the citizens that put them in office a year ago, a year ago, folks, to do their jobs. And I, I think there's that that frustration is getting real and and um, we, sh we should be praying for them, but we should also be kicking them in the shins a little bit and, and, and emailing your members in telling them to respect you enough to make the hard decisions to put a leadership in, in place right now too. That's what they're avoiding. They don't wanna say what they're for. And, and what they're for is what we're for. 
at Family Policy Alliance. The candidates for speaker think, speed to God, that they're social conservatives, and we need them to come out stronger for what they're going to do to protect parents if they want Americans to get behind whichever of them wins this race. Absolutely. What would yeah, you add to that, Ruth? Yeah, I was going to say, and Craig, you just painted a great picture of like the big picture, right? The things that we all really care about, the reason that you're listening to this today, the reason why you're plugged in with Family Policy Alliance and doing our action alerts and staying alert to what, what we're what we're offering. Um, and, and those are the things that really that burden us, right? When we wake up in the morning, like what are our kids learning at school? Um, how can we protect them? Um, those are the day in and day out things. I think also um, I'm going to just drill down just a little bit back to Congress, um, like what's at stake even for this year and revisit what I was just talking about with funding. There is obviously an all out attack on um, where our taxpayer dollars are going. And we have some stalwarts in Congress that have said, no, you cannot fund abortion. No, this, no, that, you know, to, to saying what, um, you know, what we can't use the funding for and then finding creative ways um, to use the use those government dollars in, in, in better ways. Um, so we we need a leader, right, that's going to and, and as Craig mentioned, um, we have some really strong social conservatives and, and even in the speaker election, strong social conservatives. Um, that that stands for um, the principles that they were elected um, for um, and, and why they were elected and to, to hold that in the, the funding fights, um, even in the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, um, what are we using our, our money for? Is the, is the military um, uh, funding for extremism, um, you know, promoting gender ideology, radical gender ideology, abortion language um, is the VA. These are things that sometimes we don't always think about on a day to day basis, but this is what's at stake for even the end of the year. Um, some really large um, funding packages that really will have practical applications for those that serve um, in the military and agencies for the VA, all of those things. And um, what's being promoted, um, you know, if, if you're fighting for a particular speaker, that's the values that um, you're portraying. We really hope that um, with the speaker election that that as people fight for it, that they tell the American people, this is why we need um, this kind of speaker. Um, again, uh, as Craig said, that we talk about what we're for. Um, so that's kind of a, a drill down version of of what's at stake there. And even, I'm sorry, one more thing um, on the Israel funding. Um, I'll go back to that really quick because obviously that's something that has really, um, we, we've all just been amazed as we've watched these horrific um, videos and stories that have come out of the attack on Israel. Um, last night uh, with the, the president um, talked about the supplemental package. If there's not a speaker in place, um, the support for Israel, um, you know, is it's gonna, it, it obviously cannot cannot come to the floor. Um, and, and, and even just uh, debating with him because the, the president has already said that he wanted to loop in Ukraine funding um, and, and that's even higher than what they're talking about with Israel. Um, so in order to negotiate with him, um, we need to we need to have a leader in place in order to really provide that um, those needs to, to Israel. And um, in addition to that, you know, with an action alert that that Family Policy Alliance put together, uh, we definitely encourage all of you to to go online and, and fill that out so you can tell to Congress tell Congress that you need to stand with Israel and to continue to, to back them, even when the media will want to say that it was their fault for what happened to them, which is you know mind blowing. Unfortunately, what we're reading. That's right. I mean, we have to put this in the context, not just of what's happening nationally, which like you, you just said, there's, I mean, there's plenty happening nationally and just at, at the Congress level, uh, but also what's happening internationally and the fact that Congress uh, does, does need to, uh, to do something. They need to be able to do something in order to be able to do something. They need a leader. Um, I see in the comments section, uh, George, George is asking about this, you know, just the, the, the or, or really com commenting about this, the fact that 
um, we, we just we need a leader. And, and both of both of you have have uh, iterated that, and I think that's that's going to be that that's got to be priority number one is 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 getting that person in place. Um, and but then having that person uh, make make these social conservative priorities truly a priority and really really putting those first. Um, I'm glad Ruth that you brought up the the action alert um, for our audience. If you're watching this and if you're passionate about uh, protecting Israel, standing with Israel, uh, we do have an action alert. We're going to put it in the comments here. Uh, that'll allow you to reach out directly to your member of Congress and uh, ask them to take a stand uh, for Israel. Or if they've already done that, to just keep standing strong. So please do send them that message. It takes just a minute in our action center, but we know those messages can make a huge difference. Uh, Craig, I'm going to give you the last question here. As as we, we have no idea what's going to happen next. I mean, like Ruth said, right now they're they're in another another secret meeting to to decide what happens next. Is it going to be another Jim Jordan vote? Is it going to be uh, are we going back to someone else? Are we are we picking some other route entirely? We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but regardless of what happens, what's your encouragement to whoever is the next speaker? What's as someone who has been in us in that kind of role before? What's your your encouragement and your call to action for them? Yeah, I would. <clears throat> the first thing I'd say is, is is start with the obvious. No, no speaker of the house completes their job with people thanking them for it, <laughs> publicly at least. You get four or five people that'll walk you out to your car and pat you on the back. Um, but it's it's a thankless job. And in some of our comments here on the different uh, um, video feeds that we have are identifying that, you know, the selfishness is what's at play. Uh, um, and um, politicians and selfishness go hand in hand, but that's what we're up against. And we need a Speaker of the House that wakes up, goes to bed at night, and wakes up in the morning with a servant's mentality uh, for our country, uh, uh, for God first, then our country, uh, um, preserving those values and serving uh, what a privilege it is to be in a majority. How fight, how hard does everybody on this call uh, fight and all the time, treasure, and, and talent that we poured into putting these people on the field? And uh, we're going to be continuing to pray for them. We hope that you pray for them, but we fully expect them to do their jobs. Uh, uh, we did put a lot of energy into them. We want them to step up. We want them to draw a contrast. We want them to stop negotiating our values. They're not, they're absolute truths. Human beings are human beings. Boys are boys. Girls are girls. You're a, a human before you're born. You're a human after you're born. And to find that voice and, and, and to lean into this. And and my prayer this morning, and I hope you'll join me if you're watching this show, is, is that you'll pray that, that 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 becomes clear, that it's time to be bold again in America. And, and uh, that can begin with the choice of Speaker of the House. So let's pray for boldness in the hearts of our leaders as they're sorting this out today. And for those of you listening that have been supporting FPA, we're going to remain bold. So we hope that you'll stick with us as we, as we go into the new year. This is going to be a consequential election, Meridian. Uh, probably the most consequential of our lifetime, not just the saying this time. It, it's for real. It, which which direction does our country go? And we can win this. There's a lot more social conservatives than there are lefties. And, and uh, we're ready to take the field for next year. Amen. Well, thanks, Craig and Ruth, for joining and for, for all the analysis and updates. Um, and thanks to everyone who's joined in, watched this, commented. Uh, if you're interested in continuing to get updates like this on, on pressing issues that matter to social conservatives, two things you can do. One, you can subscribe or follow, depending on what platform you're watching this on. Uh, we, we do these updates uh, regularly for you, so you make sure you subscribe, follow us so you don't miss one of those. The other thing you can do is visit SoConReport.com. We'll put that in the comments as well. 
Um, and that's your one-stop shop for all the news you need as a social conservative um, on those social conservative issues that you care about. So go to SoconReport.com, just check that regularly. We're pulling all, all the important stories on the issues you care about. Thanks so much for joining us. Like Craig said, please continue to be in prayer about this situation, about Israel, about all the different things that are going on in our nation. And we'll see you next time. Brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished.